Hi, and welcome to FortiGuard Live. I'm Anthony Jenna Medical. People call me Tony G. I'm the practice director of our FortiGuard Responder Services. And with me here today, uh, my good friend, uh, partner in crime, Amar Lakani. He is our red team resident expert. Amar, how you doing, my friend? I am always wonderful, especially when you're around with that infectious introduction, man. How can I not be excited and pumped up? Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, I'm excited about our conversation today because I think it's near and dear to your heart. Offense and defense, it's good to play both sides, right? Uh, the whole objective or the subject of our conversation is really around making sure that you understand what the adversary is doing to complete their cyber mission. I think many times organizations, they look at their cybersecurity framework or their security program and they base it off of a high level framework, which is good. But what happens is they get these certain security controls that they're going to put in place. Of course, there's some calculations that um, they take into consideration about risk and everything, right? The people, the processes, and the actual technology. But they don't go that next level deeper to that second layer where I refer to as the MITRE ATT&CK framework, which is now available and many people are taking advantage of, where there are known tactics and corresponding techniques that they can now measure their security defenses, their security controls to see how effective or ineffective they are against some of those latest TTP. So I think that's kind of the gap, at least from my perspective, that I see that's actually missing these days. Coming from your side, Amar, what are you kind of seeing? I mean, what are your insights, bro? Man, I loved how you said you have to play both sides because I think offense is the perfect defense a lot of times. And you see so many people not taking into that philosophy or not, not trying that philosophy. We have started seeing a little bit of movement where a lot of organizations are doing a pen test. But that pen test is like one time a year or twice a year. And it's just that one little snapshot in time. I remember when I used to do a lot of pen tests uh, back in the day when I was uh, a pen tester. And I used to do a pen test and someone used to come back to me and say, they said, oh, you know, we fixed every vulnerability you found on the pen test. And I just found just as many more vulnerabilities. And they're like, well, what happened? And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel really bad for this. But yeah, your network is just as weak and I can own it just as fast as I ever could before. And they're like, well, why? What's what's going on? I'm like, well, you're only testing on a really specific moment in time. You're not doing that continuous testing. Mm -hmm. And by the way, most attackers are not not like getting in with malware. You don't see that malware on your desktop that says, this is malware. This is really bad. I'm going to own your system. They're actually using your own tools against you. They're using PowerShell. They're using your own system admin, admin tools. Everything that you already have going on, they're using against you. And you know, when you see an attack on your system, no one's going to put in like a processor on your taskbar that says evil pro program, right? Well, I may do that just to like mess around with you, but specifically you, Tony. But uh, but most sure. of the time, you're going to see something like SV host or someone like that. And the processes are running behind that. The tasks are actually running behind that process. And it's very, very difficult to just figure out what's going on if you're not really examining your system or continuously testing your system. And more importantly, continuously testing your blue team defenders on uh, figuring out if they can catch those problems. Yeah, you know, so it's not just like a hash anymore, right? I mean, it's not just a, a specific sort of signature, right? It's the behavior, right? It's looking at the activity. And you and I, how many times have we both sort of said this, you know, malware can hide, but it's got to run. And when it runs, it exposes itself, right? 
not only does malware need to expose itself, attackers will eventually expose themselves as well. And uh, I, I, like, let me let me clarify what I mean by that. You know, attackers are going to go after your crown jewels. Essentially, they're going to go after PDF files, Word documents, Excel files. And a lot of attackers will eventually get into a system. I mean, that's just a given. I truly believe that. I know that's a matter of opinion, but I do believe given enough time, enough money, enough resources, anyone's susceptible to an attack. So if that is the case, gives attackers to go so, go after something, gives them honeypots, honey word documents, honey, honey admin accounts to go after that. I think deceptive network, what I'm going after is deceptive networking. Yeah. When we spoke about deceptive networking, I know a lot of times we speak about honeypots, but it's a lot more than that. It's, you know, honey accounts, your AD accounts, it's files that could have word web bugs in them, something like that. Uh, you know, very popular uh, uh, method uh, that Black Hill Security uses as well on, uh, on cyber, cyber active defense. Um, basically, you give the attackers these little tidbits that, that once they trigger them, they're almost like line, landmines or early warning detection systems. Once they're triggered, you know they're in your network and you stop it right then and there you can use automation tools like soar to actually like isolate a workstation or a user account that's actually triggered some of these landmines and stop them off right then and there and then you're minimizing your basically your, your exposure yeah so i think those are some of the good uh types of you know security controls that can kind of tip you off that the adversary maybe you know maybe in your network kind of yeah, but going back to operationalizing this whole you know miter attack sort of framework or at least coming up with a methodology to test your security controls, um, I get this asked a lot. Is like, so, so where do we begin? Um, you know, do we start in the upper left-hand corner and work our way sort of through? Do we, you know, prioritize things? Uh, certain TTPs. I I feel prioritization is really good, right? If you can identify the actual TTPs that are trending, and as a customer, a lot of really good vendor reports that are out there that provide some of that info. From our side, right, from FortiGuard Labs on the back end, we have heat maps that kind of show us the latest and greatest kind of TTPs. Now, granted, that's usually specifically in the malware, right? But if we want to get hands-on kind of keyboard sort of techniques and that type of stuff, we look to our incident response services and also our managed detection and response services where we're using 40 EDR-like technology, right, um, to be able to identify those behaviors. That really works for us. Um, I know there's also some things where you start looking at maybe not individual, um, you know, TTPs, but maybe more at an ad, you know, a, uh, an adversary and looking at what their sort of TTPs are, and then aligning things based on a specific adversary. I know you had some thoughts around, you know, which is best, man. And what do you think? Well, let, let me back up a little bit because I do tell people if they really want to get a handle on what's going on on their organization and also understand and build the capability of responding to real threats, then they should operationalize my, the MITRE ATT&CK framework, uh, MITRE ATT&CK uh, matrix. Mm -hmm. um, and when they do that, when people ask, well, how do they do that? It doesn't matter how big or how large an organization is or how small they are. It's always overwhelming. They're like, man, where do I start? Oh, man, that's just a lot of stuff. And that is why I do tell people, we'll start off with a single threat actor. Don't try and save the world. Try and save one, right? Try and save against a single threat actor. And uh, and the reason I say that is even if that single threat actor is not a, a risk in your organization, even if they don't pose a clear and present danger specifically in your organization, it still will give you the tools and develop the techniques on working through how to protect against that threat actor that will be using uh, that, that, that those resources 
services, those capabilities, techniques are used by multiple threat actors. For example, there's areas on detection and detecting initial access, persistence, mm -hmm. um, data filtration, a lot of different areas. Once you go for that entire life cycle and learn how to not only defend, but detect against that entire life cycle. You know, for example, if a attacker is stealing credentials, you know, through, um, Mimi cats, right? The malware basically, or, or the process of cats, but that's being injected through another process that's being started off and spawned by PowerShell. Let's assume that you can stop it. How do you stop it? Like, how do you, do you, do you, can you actually detect new processes? Do you know all the tasks that are supposed to be running on your systems? If not, how do you get to that point? And what happens when that does still occur? Even if you know about it, how do you actually detect that? And how do you respond? How do you, how does your SOC or how does your security team respond against that? Once you have that down, just work for that one single threat actor. After that, pick another threat actor and then pick another threat actor. After a while, it doesn't matter if you're running new threat actors or not, you're going to basically cover the majority of different attacks out there. And then lastly, I always got to bring this up. I'm a big believer in red team testing. Uh, it could be because like red team is like in my title as well. Uh, but uh, I'm a big believer in red team testing. Obviously, there's a lot of tools out there, commercial tools. I'll do that. Uh, at Fortinet, we have a 40 tester tool that actually maps back to the MITRE attack matrix. But even more than that, like, you know, I love open source tools. I tell people to utilize that. Uh, Caldera, which is you know, but from MITRE is an open source tool yeah. that essentially is like, it's a Windows box, it's a script that you put on Windows systems and it makes those systems vulnerable against really specific MITRE attacks. So you don't have to like figure out, hey, what patches do I need to uninstall? How do I need to modify my box to run this attack? You just run the script and then you have a control box, an attacker box that you just run the attack through. And once you do that, put that attack box behind your firewall, behind your security devices, put your EDR products or whatever, whatever whatever you're defending against on those vulnerable systems and see if you can stop those attacks and then modify that. If you can stop those attacks, let it actually get past your attacks and see if your teams will detect that attack as well. Yeah. So it's almost like there's a lot of questions that you want to ask yourself about the right, you know, technology. You want to ask yourself about what type of um, logs are you kind of gleaning um, and bringing in. I think you mentioned a lot of times over and over again about different types of processes. I think ensuring that you have that information on what processes are spinning up and spinning down, I think, uh, you know, kind of makes sense. And I, I wanted to also reiterate, you had mentioned that once you start doing a couple of the different sort of threat actors, um, something to think, you know, what, what we've seen and we've kind of gleaned in the labs, um, and then our incident response and managed detection and response to the services is as we start, you know, mapping these different sort of threat actors and we're kind of building internally, we're building these hunt cards. Um, you start to overlay the actual TTPs, the adversaries are kind of doing, and you'll see some overlap, you know? So we've actually, you know, so we've done that same approach that you had mentioned where we start to identify, you know, X, Y, Z sort of threat actor and you start to build some commonality. I think that's what you were, referring to where you're going to start to see certain patterns. You're going to see a lot of the very similar sort of TTPs there. Yeah, absolutely. Threat actors are going to like reuse techniques that work that they've heard of working on by with other threat actors. Uh, if they if it's worked specifically for them, we've seen over and over again, the threat actor will actually use the same techniques even in their own own products, as I say, products yeah, yeah. right? or uh, threats or malware they're creating. But of course, uh, they're they're stealing threats and uh, stealing techniques from other threat actors. And more importantly, most likely the actual programmers, the actual criminals behind the threat actor groups, they're probably jumping from organization to organization. Mm -hmm 
organizational working yeah. with multiple organizations at the same time as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And are they stealing or are they borrowing? <laughs> so anyway, so they're I imitating. Know. How about we sell in between? They're <laughs> imitating. Okay, okay. Well, hey, uh, I know we don't have a lot of time here, and I know we'll probably continue this conversation uh, after this recording. But uh, I did want to sort of, uh, you know, close this up here, kind of put a bow on it. I guess at the end of the day, from my perspective, I think it's important to make sure that you're looking at. Uh, uh, or your your shoes, you're kind of stepping into the shoes of an adversary and you're trying to understand the mind of an adversary and what they're doing to complete their cyber mission so you align your defenses with those actual actions. And honestly, you know you've been asked this question many times when there's a trending threat. What is management? Management will come back, they'll see the trending threat and say, hey, how do we fare against this particular you know, threat actor or this particular sort of threat? You align your security defenses with that MITRE attack framework, you'll feel more comfortable answering that question and you'll feel that you're, answer you're answering it more accurately if you understand that. Hey, Tony, I, I will actually, I normally don't take the last word, but I, I will actually take it back from you because I think you brought in one great point that I actually want to emphasize a little bit is because we do get asked that question a lot of times. Any Anytime any threat hits the media, you know, it's on the news channel, everyone always asks us, am I protected against this threat? And most of the time, what most people do is like, they'll be like, yeah, you know what my vendor said, I'm protected against that. That's great. That's awesome. That's what you want your vendor to uh, say. But it's better if you can test that yourself you it's better mm -hmm. if you can say like hey you know what i looked at this thread uh this is how it actually maps back to miter attack this is how it uh you know I, I, this is how i actually tested it i've actually tested this thread i can see like this is the specific defenses that uh we protect against this thread now i know at fortinet like we have our out outbreak program well, that's exactly what we do we do that with the kill chain mm -hmm. we do that yeah. with the miter attack uh, program as well that we're mapping that for you and i would I would encourage anyone to like look at vendors that that do that. Now, I'll tell you what, every vendor is getting started on that. Everyone wants to do that. It's still gonna be a work in progress. There's a yeah. lot of information to digest and to present correctly. But I, I think that's where we need to go as an industry. So we can all talk about threats in the same manner. But what MITRE ATT&CK does is it allows me and you and other researchers to have a common language when we're talking about threats. And we want to get to that common language as a universal language for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, man. I, you know, I think you're preaching to the choir here, but yeah, great information for the audience to actually know. So, shoots, uh, hey Omar, like always, bro, it was amazing having a conversation with you, man. And I'll and until next time, I'm Tony G and Omar Lakani. We'll see you later.